Star Wars 7x7 episode 2057. Today, Sacrifice is the final episode of The Clone Wars Season 6. Final episode of that last story arc within Season 6. And the last episode at least until tomorrow when Season 7 debuts on Disney+. Plus. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So here we are, we are at the end of our look at the episodes leading up to Season 7 of The Clone Wars to catch you up on where the series left off before it picks up again on Friday with the first of 12 episodes debuting every Friday on Disney Plus for the next 12 weeks. And seeing as how those episodes are debuting on Fridays, you can look for Clone Wars briefings every Saturday for the next 12 weeks. Just about, I think, if I'm doing the math right. Yeah, 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 every Saturday for the next 12 weeks. I don't think I'm going to be away for any weekend. <laughs> That's gonna prevent me from doing that over the next 12 weekends. So, uh, it's a little sad <laughs> to think about. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about what we're really here to talk about, which is Sacrifice, episode 13 from season six. This is a full spoiler Clone Wars briefing, so there you go. And we have Yoda and R2-D2 arriving on Moraband, the Sith homeworld. So R2-D2's been there as well. Gosh, that droid has seen a lot of the galaxy. Man, the stories that he must have to tell. Yeah, anyway, he can't really tell much about this one though, I don't think, because Yoda tells R2 to stay and guard the ship and says, if I'm not back by you know three nightfalls from now, then take the ship back to Coruscant and tell people what happened to me. That obviously is not going to be an issue, but you know that's what it would have been like if for some reason things had gone badly for Yoda. And things do seem to go badly, but obviously he's able to handle it. First, he starts meditating and a bunch of snakes start slithering by and they all group together to form a giant Sith serpent that taunts him and it's actually like pretty scary looking. It's really well done and that sucker dissolves and then you get a bunch of Sith warriors that are spinning around and saying, you know, your fear feeds our hunger and we'll tell them you're here, who them is, is left to the imagination and they all kind of go whap, whap, whap like flying through him and he apparently is not afraid of this and he walks inside a Sith temple that's there and there appears to be a sarcophagus there out of it forms a Sith spirit, if you will, or at least it seems like it. We'll get to that aspect in a moment. And it is Darth Bane. Yoda recognizes him as Darth Bane because he says, you're the guy who invented the rule of two. And Darth Bane swaggers around bragging about that. Here's the really cool thing about that. It's Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill does the voice of Darth Bane in this episode. But Yoda recognizes him for the illusion that he is because he's dead. And Sith aren't supposed to come back like this. In fact, the Sith warriors, when they were all spinning around Yoda outside the temple, they were taunting him and saying, only nothingness awaits you when you die. There is no life after death. And, you know, horrible, horrible stuff like that. So, <sighs> anyway, Yoda dispels the Darth Bane illusion and his sarcophagus slides away, revealing a staircase and Yoda goes down deeper into the temple where he encounters the Force Priestesses who say that 
everything that he's faced so far on Moraband is their doing. So they have created the illusions of the Sith snakes slash serpent. They created the illusion of the Sith warriors and they created the illusion of Darth Bane. But now for his final test, he has to go through a doorway into a place of absolute darkness, a place where the force priestesses have no control whatsoever. And they only describe it as a, a place of absolute darkness, a place where the Sith used to sacrifice Jedi. And also they say, you, you may think you're getting an answer in there, but be wary, it may not be the answer you think it is. And so he goes in there and that's when the antics really begin. Because meanwhile, Count Dooku senses that something weird is going on. And then he gets a call from Darth Sidious saying, Hey, come to Coruscant really quick. And so he does. And Sidious tells him that Yoda is on Moraband for some reason. So apparently Sidious felt it too. And he's like, I don't know why he's there, but we're going to mess with him. We have a chance to deal a very strong, deadly blow to the Jedi Order. So... Let's use this old Sith ritual, and I need some of your blood, Count Dooku. And he drops it into a bowl, and they pour Force Lightning into this bowl, and Sidious is reciting some really, you know, horrible stuff that sounds like orc language, basically. <laughs> and at the same time, or right at that time, cut to Yoda entering this horrible place of absolute darkness, and he sees what he believes to be Sifo-Dyas in some sort of electrical, you know, whip chain-like things being held prisoner. And sifo looks a little crazy and says, free me and I can tell you who the Sith Lord is, but Yoda does not believe that he's looking at sifo and says, no. And sifo is like, free me, you have to free me. And Yoda's like, nope, dead you are. And that's that, which, you know, we know that he is from the events of, what episode was it at this point? Oh, gosh, it was... The Lost One, right? Yeah, that episode. Episode 10 from Season 6. So, Cephidius morphs into Darth Sidious, and Yoda recognizes him for who he is, and Sidious, or something inside this temple, creates yet another illusion where suddenly, like, Yoda goes and blacks out and wakes up, and he's on a Republic gunship on Coruscant with a bunch of clones and Anakin Skywalker who say that a ship slipped through the security grid and they believe it's Count Dooku's ship and that he landed somewhere in the works, in the industrial section of Coruscant, and they are going there to deal with him. And Yoda does say that the goal is to capture them, but Anakin says, and if they escape... And Yoda says, escape? No, they can't be allowed to escape. Execute them, we must. This war has to end. So it's either capture them or kill them trying to escape, and that's it. They get there, and they find Sidious and Dooku, and all the clones get attacked by Force Lightning and are taken out. It's hard to say whether they've been killed or just knocked out or whatever, but in the meantime, Anakin takes on Dooku, and kills him, kills him straight up. It's very similar to what happens in Revenge of the Sith in the sense that he manages to disarm Dooku, gets his lightsaber and puts him, you know, in that X fashion and gives him the old swipe without any sort of, I don't know whether I should do this or not, hemming and hawing. He just grabs Dooku's lightsaber, Xs it with his own and goes zoink! And Yoda, as he's running after Sidious, goes, no, but 
too late. Zoink! There goes Dooku's head. And Yoda continues out of this particular building in the works onto a platform where he and Sidious are battling it out. Anakin comes to try to help, but unfortunately for him, he is no match for Sidious. Sidious throws him, and ultimately Yoda is going to have to try to save Anakin while also trying to fight Sidious, fight him off, and potentially capture him. Sidious gives him that sort of Sophie's Choice situation. It's not really as bad as Sophie's Choice, but basically says, let Anakin drop. That's the only way you're going to be able to catch me and stop this whole thing. And Yoda says that he is willing to sacrifice everything. This is not exactly meant the way that it sounds like on his face. Yoda is not willing to sacrifice Anakin. He's willing to sacrifice himself. He's willing to sacrifice everything about himself in order to do the right thing. And if that means taking tremendous hits from Sidious's force lightning in order to get Anakin to safety, then that's what he's going to do. He's willing to personally sacrifice everything in order to win and win the right way. And once Anakin is safely deposited on another bridge platform thing that they've been fighting on, Sidious and Yoda are trying to climb up this partially severed portion of a bridge. Yoda throws his lightsaber up to cut the other portion and the bridge, and Sidious and Yoda start falling from a great height. They end up like grappling together on the way down, but then suddenly Yoda realizes that Sidious's cloak is empty. He's gone! And Yoda is apparently falling to his death, but then wakes up and is with the Force Priestesses back on Moraband. And he looks at them and he says, Died have I? And they respond, in a way, which is a little frustrating, because <laughs> now it puts you in mind of the possibility that Yoda has been a Force ghost ever since the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, which would be really weird, but also probably impossible, because he would have to be glowing right anyway. So the Force Priestesses tell him that he has, in fact, passed the trials, and the one he knows is Qui-Gon Jinn will commune with him and guide him in the manner of retaining his identity after death. And the last words with which the Force Priestesses leave are enlightenment, spirit, and balance. And as they're saying this, in the audio, and presumably Yoda is hearing this as well, they're is the sound of laser battles happening. Maybe it's actually space laser battles. And then he hears his own voice saying, there is another Skywalker. And then a baby crying voice. And that is the end of that. And he heads back to Coruscant and meets with Mace Windu and Obi-Wan Kenobi, and they say, oh, the Jedi Council's eager to hear the report of your travels, and he says, ah, there isn't much to tell. Oh, really? Really? Well, I mean, I guess in a way there isn't much to tell, because it's not like he's going to tell them, hey, I've been selected to commune with you after death. I don't think that he can quite talk about this just yet. But he does talk about the fact that there is a path to victory still, not necessarily with the Clone Wars, but there is another path to victory for all time, and it's a path of which the Sith are unaware. So, what is that path? We're going to talk about that, and we're also going to talk about that there is another Skywalker line right after the break. Stay tuned. 
Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com slash sw7x7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash sw7x7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash sw7x7. Welcome back. So on Wikipedia, the bit about there being another path that the Sith are not aware of is linked to the article for being a Force Spirit. In other words, for being able to come back and commune with the living after death. This is the path to victory for all time? Oh, I don't know how much I agree with that necessarily. I feel like there's another answer on this one and I mean, that could well be it. It's possible, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like there's got to be another one. So I'm going to dig into that and see what I can find out. The other thing I want to throw at you is the business of there's another Skywalker. So yes, of course, everybody projects to thinking about that as Luke and Leia and that it has to do with his last words in Return of the Jedi. But I think that because the baby crying noise is given in the audio as well that he may actually be being told or having revealed to him the possibility is that it's being revealed to him that Padme is pregnant not necessarily that Padme is pregnant but that there are Skywalker kids already that there are Skywalker babies kicking around somewhere and so I mean that seems like a more intriguing possibility to me but it's obviously not one that he is going to put two and two together with, and he can't because Revenge of the Sith, right? But it's certainly possible, based on roughly when this episode takes place, that Padme is already pregnant. And the events of Revenge of the Sith only take place across four days, so it's not as if she goes through an entire term of pregnancy during the course of the movie. And stuff that I've looked up about Luke and Leia being born, uh, it seems like general agreement is that they were born premature. How premature is up for debate. Usually, you know, what I'm seeing is like six, seven months, basically, like somewhere in there. But that would easily mean that whenever this uh, Moraband episode takes place, wherever Sacrifice takes place, it's probably likely that she's already pregnant and that's what I think he's really hearing when he's hearing there is another Skywalker. Like the reference is actually to the fact that the babies have already been conceived. My two cents on it at least. And that is going to do it for our discussion of Sacrifice, the final episode of season six. And here we go, one more day until we get to Season 7 of The Clone Wars, or at least the start thereof with The Bad Batch. But for now, that's going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the galaxy you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.